<sighs> Good morning, everybody. I'm trying to wake up over here. Mm. Welcome to a special New Year's Eve edition of Southeast Third. I'm your host, Aaron Rollins, bringing the energy as it's live and ad-free on my podcast on Anchor. Thanks for tuning in. Let's get started. So, I'm headed to work, which is why I'm I'm making this recording. And I'm used to giving John shit on the podcast for uh, making his podcast while he was driving because it's, you know, unsafe. But here I am doing it because... uh, there's some stuff I, I gotta talk about or else I'll forget later. It's important to um, do things when you're remembering. Whew, I'm waking up, y'all. I'm waking up. Um, damn, that Dollar General already has somebody there. Uh, yeah, there's a car parked. <laughs> and the lights are on. Fuck. <laughs> oh, man. Something about Dollar Generals, they just create work. <laughs> like you, There's never a Dollar General you go to that doesn't have to have some stuff done. You know, there's always some, some product to put away. There's some stuff to put on the shelf. There's some return stuff that's got to be rearranged. There's some stuff that was just, you know, picked up and, and put somewhere else where it shouldn't be. <laughs> you know, there's, there's always a, a mess. It's like a teenage kid's room with just minus the trash but there's you know teenage kids they've got clothes everywhere they've got their personal items everywhere that's what a dollar general is like all the products just strewn about you know you of course you have stuff on the shelves and you've got somewhat of a logical arrangement of materials but (laughs) there's always some crap piled up in a in a bin or Stuff just in the in the aisles that needs to be put away, but it's not put away. I remember um, so when I lived with my brother, I had a, a job at a Dollar General for like less than a month. Um, that job was tough, man. They they were asking me to, you know, I'm fucking 18 years old. They were asking me to bust these product these these giant carts full of stuff out and get it done pronto. Um, I mean, they were just they were just pushing me to to get this done fast, you know. And it's like, first of all, I mean, I, I don't even know you you would need like some sort of semi athlete to bust this shit down as quick as you're wanting it, you know? Because you you've got to like you got to be on you got to be chopping to cut that fucking plastic that's going you know seven feet high. <laughs> It's a, this shit's stacked a foot and a half taller than I am. And I gotta cut the, the fucking plastic on the side, open it up, uh, start, you know, one by one pulling things down. But the problem is, is that the the stuff that gets stacked on these fucking um, carts that you've got to maneuver around, it's big and bulky. Um, that stuff is, you know, spread out all over the store. Uh, I think they, you know, they try to, to make it to where it's like, well, you don't have to go too far, but you still have to move that motherfucker around. <laughs> you're, you're not like, you know, taking a third of it off and putting it in this area and then another third of it off and putting it in this area. You're taking like a fifth of it off and then moving and taking another fifth and moving and taking another fifth. You know, you, you spend half your time um, 
putting stuff away, just taking stuff off the cart and moving. <laughs> you know, but that was, oh God, how long ago was that? Uh, I don't even know if I was 18 yet. Yeah, I was 18. I was 18. It was in the, I think the month of May. You know, and that's when I realized it was like, I'm I'm never going to get into a, a spot where I can move ahead. You know, this is all just like, just grind that shit out and get paid and you know, and I'm gonna have to put up with people always eating on my ass. And I was like, "Yeah, this ain't gonna cut it. This ain't gonna cut it." And then, uh, like a, a couple weeks later, I was moving in with my mom again. <laughs> I I don't even know. Like at that time, I didn't have my own car, and I don't even know if that would have made much of a difference. You know, I, w- I was barely making any money for myself because I'm having to uh, pay uh, part of the, the utilities and the rent and. Um, well, I say the rent. I was paying the part of the utilities and giving my brother gas money and paying for my own food and phone bill because um, he's having to drive me around, which that's fair, you know. He's driving me. I might as well, I have to give him gas money. It's not fair to him to just make him eat that. But, uh, you know, we were all doing what we could just to, to make enough money. Just, fuck, we were living in an apartment with six people in it. <laughs> You, if you know anything about apartments, um, only expensive ones can effectively house six people. I was sleeping on the fucking couch or the floor. <laughs> yeah, so the fucked up thing about that is is that <laughs> even now, my brother thinks that, that shit's cute to have somebody sleeping in a closet. <laughs> it's like, man, that's not okay. <laughs> I don't know why that's that's okay to you, but it's not okay to, to put somebody's bed in a fucking closet. <laughs> they need their own space, man. They don't need to be just tucked away and out of sight. So I was talking to him last night, and uh, he was talking about his plan for his uh, action figures. And I was like, dude, that, that could be like a family legacy that you could pass down to your children. He's like, fuck no, my kids ain't getting this. They can get their own shit. I'm, I can appreciate that. That, you know, that's yours. You put the time and the energy and the lots and lots of money into it. So you want that to to be your own and not someone else's. Okay, that's fair. But fuck, man. That's, that's something that you could, you know, you, you could turn into something big. Because it's a huge collection of action figures. That's history. Because it's he's done it over the span of like 15, almost 20 years. Maybe maybe twenty years. I can't can't really recall how long he's been doing it, but fuck, he's been doing it a long ass time, and that's you know a part of a American capitalist history right there. Um, he's got toys from all these different companies, and he knows about how uh, how some companies made certain action figures and some companies didn't. Some companies went under, uh, you know, or maybe they got. Re- reorganized and restructured and shit like that but you know he's, he's got all this knowledge and granted it's just about action figures and it's just hunks of plastic but you know people pay good money for that stuff and if he wanted to turn it into some sort of attraction he definitely could I mean fuck people people are interested in all kinds of shit these days you know you don't have to own guns and, and nice cars or um, I don't know what's something else that people want to see, or like a historic house, you know, you could open up uh, a little shop, you know, and, um, and and just have people, you know, tour through and, and uh, 
they can just look at, at all the different shit and like kids would love that they'd be like bob i want one of these oh i'm sorry dude they don't even make those no more whoa what about that one yeah i'm sure we could find that one let's go look on amazon or whatever fuck you know so um anyway that was just my thought i'm like damn man you're gonna sell all that shit he's like yeah dude we're, we're not putting down roots. We're not going to be uh, stuck in this community. We're, you know, when the kids are old enough, we're going to sell all of this shit. And I'm like, uh, you know, by then, you, you shouldn't need that money to, to have a good retirement and, and, and life. But that's his plan. So, fuck, uh, I guess, you know, he wants to be big balling, not just balling. Um, you know, I, I don't plan to have, like millionaire money in the in the bank by the time I retire but I guess that's what he's trying to do so yeah, it's his life fuck it oh but he was he was talking to me about um trying to write a, a short film that's something that we could film and I just knowing our limitations I'm like I don't fucking know what we could do for this this is a sci-fi project I don't have any idea what we're actually capable of doing when it comes to this kind of shit because um, it's it's going to be a high demand. It's going to be a high demand for a, a good product. Um, granted, you know you you don't have to spend a million bucks to do a fan film, but you definitely got to spend like ten or twelve thousand for the props, for the costumes, um, for the location. You know, I'm, I'm not trying to just spend three or four thousand bucks and half-ass this shit because if it's a if it's an official project i want to make it fucking count for something and be decent um anyway what's what am, what am i talking about well I'm, I'm it's no secret i'm a big fan of of blizzard entertainment and starcraft and warcraft and diablo and um heroes of the storm i, I never really got into world of warcraft that wasn't my thing but uh those games i mean i grew up those were my heroes when i was a kid those were those were my um, what do you call it? That's just something that I I loved, man. I I devoured that shit as a kid. I was reading all the user manuals. Uh, I was you know trying to find books. Um, when the games dropped, I was like all about trying to get one. Thank God my brother actually did that shit. I remember when the battle chest dropped out, and you've had this you know massive computer game box set. And I mean, it just fascinated me. The artwork was cool as fuck. Um, the manuals had like artist drawings. So um, one of the guys, Chris Metzen, he recently came back to, to Blizzard. Um, Chris Metzen was the artist for uh, for a lot of stuff at Blizzard. But I don't mean like computer artist. I mean he drew a lot of shit in their manuals, um, a lot of character art. And um, his style, just like when he when he dropped that stuff, it really captured me. Um, you know, it's, it was just really cool looking. These, uh, you know, what's what's the word? Futuristic characters that are out in space, and uh, they're kind of rebels. They're kind of badasses, um, like you know, biker guys. And then you got these crazy looking aliens, um, stuff like that. You know. Um, just that that whole atmosphere, you know, drew me in, and yeah, they, the Blizzard Entertainment tried to make a Warcraft movie, and man, I mean, it looked phenomenal. The graphics, the way they made the orcs look, that it looked great. It looked awesome, and that's something that Blizzard has always done well. They've always 
made things look real good. They've always had great design, um, with it, whether it's computer games or the, or the fucking movie. But then their story, when they made that movie, I'm like, fuck, man, this is shit. This is not as good as I thought it would be. Um, it was, it was kind of cool, but, you know, the whole Lothar fighting Black Hand one-on-one in a duel and, um, Black Hand killing his son and, uh, Lothar and Cadgar going to Medivh's Tower and fighting him and he turned into a golem. Um, I, I just, I, uh, it didn't, it didn't translate well from story to movie. I just wasn't feeling it. Um, they didn't show the part where Medivh fought his mother and banished her. That was a badass fight, apparently. Um, you know, he was still... Uh, it don't matter. So, uh, just watch the movie. You'll know what I'm talking about. Because it was, uh, you know, it was, it was all right. I just like, man, they could have done so much better. And they didn't. Um, so, anyway. Oh, fuck. If they're going to do a StarCraft, I want it to be done well. Uh, I want it to be done with the right people. And, you know, all these shows that have come out over the last, like, eight, seven, eight years, you know, only half of them got good casting and good script. You know, they, did, they got the recipe right, if, if, you're, if you'll, you know, pardon the expression. Um, so I'm, I'm hoping, you know, if a StarCraft thing becomes a reality, they'll get the right studio to get behind it and get involved. They'll get the right writers, you know, maybe Joss Whedon. Um, definitely not James Gunn. I'm sick of seeing that motherfucker. Uh, you know, you could make it kind of like Firefly. You know, Firefly, uh, they turned that movie into a movie called Serenity. Um, and it, you know, it was about these space cowboys and cowgirls. And, uh, you know, it was kind of the same mindset. They were a little bit of rebels. And, um, you know, they had this horrible, uh, chemically altered race of people called the Reapers that were like abducting people and um, eating them or killing them. Uh, They were turning their ships into horrible, um, you know, decorated, you know, junkers looking type things. And they were like, they'd shoot a harpoon at another ship and, and, and drag it in and stuff like that. So, you know, when in StarCraft, you got this horrible alien species called the Zerg that's uh, monstrous and insect-like and I mean, they, they, they call it the swarm, so, I mean, it doesn't leave much to the imagination. But, you know, they, they look, and they're, they're horrible looking, and they're violent. And, um, you know, everybody's scared of them when they first hit the scene. Because there's just, they're, they're an unheard of, um, kind of like the boogeyman, in a, in a way, uh, if you will. Or the chupacabra, or the fucking abominable snowman. But this is out in space. This is out, you know, way, way far away from Earth. So you you know you're way more scared because you don't know what kind of alien this is or what kind of monster it is. You just know you just know the word and you know it's something to to, to run away from if you come across it. And so when when Zerg first are encountered, you know they're they're violent, they're killing people, and so anyway the rumors get spread and then you can you can capture that anxiety that tension, um, and it'd be it'd make for a good show, you know, trying to try to combine some elements of alien in there where. Um, people are trying to like hunt one down or, or evade one or whatever. I mean, whatever you got to do. Um, but my whole thing is I want it to be true to the story. I want it to be true to the, to the source material, right? I don't want to do an interpretation and change things up, you know? Um, 
So I just got a very strong vision and a strong fan adherence to the to the uh, the product. And I, I yeah, I just don't want to fuck it up. That's the whole thing. I don't want it to be fucked up when it's made. And I don't understand why it's not being made. You know, Blizzard's not making a whole lot of money right now. You know, like five, no, uh, ten, ten, like ten years ago, they were on the top of the gaming industry. And then, you know, bad decisions get made and people talk about the culture and all this other stuff and folks start leaving, executives start leaving and, um, you know, it just starts this slow drain that becomes a big drain and the next thing you know, they're getting bought. It just really bummed me out, bummed me out. So we'll see how that goes. But um, I'm I'm thinking, all right, so my brother and I were talking last night about, uh, let's just say like a five-minute flick, thinking about the time where Rainer... Uh, Jim Rayner, the the primary character of um, the the human series, because there's three different races. There's humans, Zerg, and Protoss. Um, so the primary character for uh, the humans, well, there's actually two. There's Kerrigan, and there's Jim Rayner. Um, Jim Rayner, you know, I was talking about his uh, five minute film would be him showing up and getting his badge. He becomes a marshal. So I thought that would be a good idea, but I was also like, okay, well, what else is there? You could talk about the time that um, he was doing a secret mission for, uh, I think he was part of this military organization called the Confederacy, and um, he, he got captured along with some other people, and he was tortured. And so you could do that. You could do that little segment where he gets captured and they're going through the torture techniques and uh, there's a guy that's captured with him and he talks about how he survives but then you know the guy eventually is tortured to death and Jim Rayner lives and escapes Um, but they talk about the way that they survive being tortured uh, and all that stuff you could do that and you could make it convincing and you know it doesn't have to be very long Um, you could also do when they're uh first encountering the Zerg and you could just do like uh, some pretty cheap CGI it doesn't have to be nothing fancy and you don't even have to make it that um, that long you know you can just do like you're uh, in the wilderness and you're going going into these abandoned buildings um, where some of the local inhabitants are living like I said Jim Rayner becomes a marshal and he's uh, responsible for a colony of people it's on this um I don't know if the planet's called Marsar. I think the planet's called Marsar. I can't really remember. Anyway, he, uh, you could do where he shows up to this, you know, a town where it looks like everybody's abandoned it, but they've actually been killed by the Zerg. And you start finding like some dead bodies and some blood smears and stuff like that. And it turns out there's actually still like a, I don't know, a hydralisk. Um, I'm not going to explain that because that's, you just got to play the game or, uh, look it up, but there's probably still a hydralisk still in the area and people are like randomly disappearing and you're like, Hey, what happened to, uh, uh, Hudson? <laughs> what happened to Hicks? You know, just like an alien. Uh, what happened to a pone and, uh, we're Scousey or whatever the fuck that person's name was. What happened to all these people? Where are they at? It's like, we need a head count right now. Where are their bodies? Um, you know, all that blah, blah, blah. And so, uh, Anyway, I got to get in here to work. Um, the ideas are out there. You know, you can do it just about any way. And uh, it would be neat. It'd be fun. 
hopefully, you know, the right people will get involved and um, the good right writers and they do a good casting job because I'm just sick. I'm sick of the of these people getting casting opportunities and they ain't no good or they're just not good for the role or the part. Like my brother and I were talking about last night on The Witcher, you know, that Henry Cavill's a great actor. I don't see him as Geralt of Rivia. That's just my personal flavor, right? And some of y'all might have been in love with him as Geralt of Rivia. I, I just wasn't. And the woman they got to play, uh, not Marigold, but um, his first love interest. I think her name was like Tess or something like that. I can't, I can't remember. Anyway, his first love interest. Like the girl they picked, I get it. She's, you know, decent looking. Got nice boobs, skinny. She's uh, not white, and that's kind of the thing now is they're trying to reshape the image of beauty, and I, I can respect that, but I'm like, bro, don't just give it to anybody, you know? When I when I played the game and I read the character um, information in the books, uh, I, you know, I env envisioned this beautiful woman, and I'm like, that's not what I think is beautiful, man, and, you know, just give, give them kudos for trying, but I'm like, fuck, this is not what I'm into, so anyway, I got to get to work. Uh, appreciate y'all tuning in. Y'all have a happy and safe new year. Don't forget to drink water, especially if you're going to drink alcohol later. Prime your body for recovery, okay? I'm going to get to work. Um, appreciate y'all tuning in. This has been Southeast Third. We did it live and ad-free on this special New Year's Eve edition. This has been Aaron Rollins. I'm signing out.